Searching for a job is hard. It can feel so overwhelming and you just don't know where to start. Once you get your resume polished up and LinkedIn profile ready, then what next? Most people just apply to as many jobs as they can find, but the experts tell you to network, network, network. It's pretty easy to find recruiters and job coaches to talk to, but the hardest ones to find are the hiring managers and they hold the golden tickets. I've made it my mission to find these folks and get them to spill some of their secrets. And who knows, maybe one of them is my future boss. Well, welcome to the next episode of my future boss podcast, and it's a special treat. Today, we're recording live, and I'm here with Anna Bowley. Welcome, Anna. So please just tell me a little bit about your professional background. Sure. Happy to be here. Well, I went to school for communications. I always loved theater and drama, but I knew I never wanted to go into the actual arts. Just too much work to try to get actual work it comes to acting and all of that. But I liked the idea of it. So through that communications major, I um, ended up getting a job right out of school doing marketing events for an environmental engineering company, which is kind of you know interesting. A lot of rules, EPA regulations, things that kind of sound boring to people, but in reality, it was kind of interesting. And as I continued doing that, I realized that events is a lot like a stage show. You know, you have your script, you have that concept and venue you have to find out, you know, for what your client is asking for. You ultimately have to build the stage, you know, just like what does that venue and experience come to life really look like? Then you have your rehearsal, which is really just checking and double checking everything a million times to make sure it's going to go smoothly. And then it's showtime, right? And then it lasts for a day, a week, whatever the experience is. And then at the end, you strike it, you're done. And so, I really fell in love with the event side of it more than the marketing and I realized I wanted to continue doing that. So I had a great time doing environmental engineering, but about after three years, I kind of felt like I needed to make a decision if I wanted to stay in that industry, where could I go with that? You know, it's very limiting with trade shows and different things. And then I ended up meeting my current boss through a mutual friend during South by Southwest. And she kind of opened my eyes to what I could be doing with experiential and kind of getting out of that niche market. So ironically, she offered me a job that weekend we met and I said no to her twice. I wasn't really sure. I was like, (laughs) is this for real? I didn't want to take a job that just kind of looks sexy uh, working with experiential, but you know, the best decision I've made and haven't really looked back. So yeah, it's kind of my my career path in a nutshell. Can you tell me a little bit about your current role and team? Sure. So I'm currently um, the VP of customer success, which our company is divided into two separate areas. One is our platform team that builds 3D worlds. You know, we're working on some licensing for experiential and digital and what that looks like. But my side deals with how do we actually utilize the platform that we're building for our customers. So that is everything from live events to digital, to live streams and all of that. And then the teams under me, how we can you know support our customers in meeting their ultimate goals and needs. How big is your team? Right now, we're about, I would say six full-time employees and then four or five freelancers that we bring in and out, depending on what we need to scale up and scale down. But we're actually booming right now. So we're looking for you know different roles and trying to figure out as a small company and as we continue to grow, what is the best way to, to build our team and not just hire for the people that we like, but like for the role that are going to actually move us into the future and, and really take us, you know, the next three years versus looking short term. And just to back it up, tell me the name of your company sure. and a quick synopsis <laughs> of what y'all do. I work for a company called AA Labs. Historically, we've been a live events experiential agency working with 
entertainment technology and video gaming clients. But we've always had a drive and a passion for technology and how that can really take people into the future. You know, it's not about the 500 people that maybe come to your event, but the 5 million at home that you're trying to reach. And what does that look like from an inclusivity perspective? You know, there might be someone in, in East Texas that doesn't have an opportunity to go to Comic-Con. So how do you get them to feel like they can be a part of the community without actually having to spend the money and be there? So that's kind of been the vision of, of the company. And, you know, as we transfer into more of a, a tech platform and maybe less of an agency, uh, you know, it's exciting to kind of help build something from the inside. Very cool. Can you tell me about one of your favorite projects or campaigns that you worked on in your career? There's been a lot of weird requests that we've gotten. If you ever want to know how to live stream from a blimp going across LA, <laughs> I could probably tell you that. Um, unfortunately, we didn't win that project, but it would have been fun and interesting. One that we got a request was um, they wanted someone wanted to build a dishwasher but make it an inflatable and a water park in the middle of New York. And so uh, that was kind of like, all right, where do you start with that one? So we were able to to do it. We had a very tight turnaround. Uh, we found a company in London that specialized in these type of uh, inflatables and, you know, worked all the way through it. And then we had three weekends in New York where we had to set up overnight, be ready to go at 8am and tear down by 1pm. So quick turnarounds, crazy three months of my life, but it was really fun to see the kids just, you know, running through the city with closed off streets, going through this water park and you'd slide down a spoon, you'd go into the, the quad wash arm and it would spin around and spray water and, you know, just go into the blow dryer to dry off at the end. So just very interesting and unique, but it makes the job worth it because it's never the same thing twice. Yeah. What happened to those inflatables, do you know? Uh, they were destroyed. <laughs> it, you know, that's the one thing about experiential times. It's one-time use. So you yeah. try to figure out how you can, you know, obviously be, be green about it at the end, but it's sad to see it, yeah. see it go. But no one has room to store, to store that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what do you, you know, you already said some interesting things. What do you love about your current company and job? I really love that I'm able to be an entrepreneur. I don't necessarily want to start my own company or own it all, but I like to be able to build it from the inside. You know, we're a team of about 40 plus people. So you have kind of a say in the direction that we're going, or you can be like, well, I have a question. Can we maybe try it this way? Versus at a large company, you know, you don't really have that opportunity. So there's been, you know, ideas and things that of mine that have helped the company grow. And then there's other ones where you get to learn from other people because you're in the room where it actually happens. We recently just hired somebody and you know that was their biggest feedback was they got to help with a new vision statement which would take them 20 plus more years you know at their current role at a large corporation and so it's the ability to be hands-on and really learn from people I think is is really why I like to stay in kind of this type of community-based um, company. Cool. So what kind of people do you think make great additions to your team? As you're building out your team what do you look for? We talk a lot about being an A player and I, I kind of always hate that term in some ways because people are like well I am an A player but you know in reality, yeah. as you work with them, you're like, oh, you're maybe more of a C. But what does that look like being an A player? For us, because we are a small team, we have to be malleable. So we don't always have time to, you know, spend 10 extra hours teaching somebody unless we see that there's going to be a lot of value added to it. So really, we're looking for someone who is self-sufficient, but yet they know when to raise a hand for a red flag. They know when to collaborate with other people. It doesn't, being self-sufficient doesn't mean you just have to be in your silo by yourself. So that is a, a key factor that we look at for um, people that we're looking to hire. And then I think also they have to be a right culture fit for our company. If you have one person out of 40 that is just kind of that bad apple, they're gonna start you know spreading to other people. And, and you might be able to do that in a large corporation because you're hidden in different crevices, but it's very apparent in a 
small company. And so um, we need someone that is going to be culturally a good fit. But then also, do they have the vision for the future? It's not about now. It's about where we want to be in three years. You know, the idea of like, can we be a billion dollar company and seeing how we're going to get from A to Z and not just from, you know, A to C. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what are some red flags that you look for for an interview? It sounds like culture fit is a huge one. It is. That's the first interview that we do is typically a culture screening just because I would hate to have four interviews with somebody then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're not a good fit, you know, and then yeah. you've wasted both of your time. For me, I obviously love an in-person interview, but it's very rare these days, at least for the first initial screening. So cameras on is a big thing, uh, not only in our company, but when we do interviews, you want to see their body language. How are they responding to you um, or reacting to the questions that you're asking? I also like to look about how long they take to think about a question and how that responds to their answer. Some people are really quick to give an answer, but their answer is very, you know, shallow or doesn't make sense and kind of looking at people's thought processes throughout an interview. You know, I asked some very random questions in mind, like uh, someone asked me this one sentence stuff, like, is Amazon Prime a good deal? And everyone's like, well, sure it is, you know, but is it? You know, as you start really breaking it down and seeing how people analyze that question, it shows a lot about how they're going to look at a project and be able to break it down. My other favorite question to ask people is, um, what animal would you be and why? Because it really tells how they look at themselves and how other people see them and some people have given me some you know if they say like I'm a snake you're kind of like oh I don't know <laughs> if this is the right person you know the like, question always gets flipped back on me afterwards okay Anyways. so what would you be <laughs> I knew as soon as I told you that you're gonna say that I always say elephant. I'm Norwegian and German heritage, so kind of stocky, but um, like an elephant. But yet they're very malleable and um, they have a herd mentality, so they stick together. They're flexible and they're more um, agile than people think. And so, uh, and very smart as well. And they're smart and they're cute and yeah. they live a long time. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I think elephant's a good representation of who I am. And someone recently just told me that they also warn other people through the vibrations of the ground. So when they stomp, they can feel it in their bones That's to good. know that you know something's yeah. coming with the pack so i'd know. be a dolphin so i could live in hawaii <laughs> <laughs> so. what are your thoughts on work from home versus in the office yeah, this has been an interesting question throughout this year. I personally don't enjoy working from home. I like to separate my home and my work. I would rather, my, my boss recently said, don't say this out loud, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Uh, I like, I would rather work late and come home and have like just time to myself than come home and think about work. So for me, it, it I would prefer to be in the office, but I understand not everybody is like me. So I think the ideal situation is one to two days, maybe three in the office, and then the rest could be from home. I think by only being virtual, you miss out on the water cooler talk, the collaboration, really seeing how people feel about your ideas. You can only see so much from a head up on, on Zoom, right? Yeah. And so I, I, I'm a fan of the hybrid solution, but we have employees that have always been virtual because, you know, they live around the country or the world. So it's not a new concept to us, but I do prefer in person. So what's the best career advice you've ever received? I had an older general gentleman um, I first work with, um, sweet guy, he always told me, do quality work for quality clients. And that really always stuck with me because you can do the best job that you're ever doing on the project. But if your client or isn't partnering with you and they don't respect what you're doing and they just consider you another, you know, cog in the wheel of what they need to get done for their boss, it's not enjoyable for you. And ultimately the satisfaction at the end isn't, isn't as great, right? You, you want to be proud of what you're doing. And so that idea of 
quality work for quality clients has really always stuck with me. And then also it keeps me accountable for staying, you know, keeping the bar high for what I'm producing for other people. Um, there also someone just told me recently too, that you need to be more selfish. And I think I've always been like such a team player that I don't think this is, you know, the best advice I've ever been given, but it's one I've been thinking about recently is what does being selfish mean in a team environment and making sure that you are making decisions in your career path that are right for you. You know, not just saying, yes, I'll do that job because it needs to get done, but taking and thinking about it and like, is this going to really take me and make me happy? Or am I just kind of, uh, you know, filling a hole and then eventually you have too many holes filled and then you're just spread too thin and not happy with anything. Okay. Well, to wrap things up, share a fun fact about yourself. I am a huge fan of Broadway and uh, musicals in general, you know, kind of started back when I was a kid and I think I came out of the womb singing. When I'm with my sisters and my family, we get told to shut up a lot because we're singing too much in the car (laughs) and stuff. But with loving Broadway musicals, I had a client once, I was in New York and they knew I had a love and I had been talking about this show, but we just didn't have time. So they ended up buying me, you know, a ticket to go see it. And like that idea of, of people knowing your passion and kind of celebrating that with you was really exciting. But also through music, you know, I've had the opportunity to travel the world. I went to South Africa on a music team um, and spent two weeks there doing concerts throughout, um, you know, the garden route and went to Turkey to play handbells um, with an exchange program in college. So, you know, music for me is a, is a language that a lot of people can get around, especially Broadway. It tells that story. Again, it's I'm very much a storyline person, which works well into my career. So. Well, and you're named Anna. And tell me what your brother's name is. <laughs> my brother's name is Sven. So we are a bit of the Frozen family. Um, and we're Norwegian, so that kind of plays into it. So, yeah. Y'all were named before the Disney movie came out. We were. Out. <laughs> Someone said that once. They go, oh, were you guys named after the movie? And I'm like, um, you realize we're, you know, We're not young. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today and chatting and telling me a little bit about your career. Yeah, my pleasure. This is Suzanne Baldwin. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you've learned something new to help on your job search. Make sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast player. You can also connect with me at SuzanneBaldwin.com. Maybe one of you is my future boss.